show has begun, Al. How do you feel about that? Wow. Well, hold on. You know what? One thing, though? You're so far back. I'm going to put myself back a little bit because you're so... <laughs> I want everybody to see the whole outfit, Frank. What beautiful is that what it is? Is that what it is? I just don't know how to work the webcam. No, I don't. You know what? I don't like it. I'm just going to be closer. There we go. Yeah, I don't care. Whatever. My face will be closer on this. All right. We're beginning the podcast. What a way to start. I was about to say, you sound like you're mad at our listeners. No, we haven't even started yet. I'm I'm mad at me. I'm mad at me. (laughs) But now it's time to try and be serious. I still can't do it. Maybe that's the gimmick, that I laugh as I'm starting it. But it it comes from such an honest place, because I don't know how serious... You are in your regular life. You seem I'm, like a I'm pretty totally serious. serious. What are you talking I was about? To say, about? You seem like a pretty serious guy. All we ever talk about off uh, camera, off the podcast, is serious stuff. Yeah, it, but I, that's what I was saying. I think you're kind of a serious guy. When do you kind of? No, you what, said I was opposite of that. You're a liar. You're a liar in your Matlock suit. <laughs> well, you're the one that the five day shadow like you're solved a murder last night you know what i've got to read for a part uh <laughs> so i'm i'm not going to shave that was part of it I, I normally do shave for the podcast that's as big of a lie as anything you've told today <laughs> but i i definitely am not because i have to play a drunken guy which will be tough for me but i'll, I'll find something uh how did for- you end up with the one role that you have no idea what that is or what that feels like because people always uh, they, they always look for the stocky drunkard it's never going to be you know i have a type that you i fit have into. you have a uh, english soccer hooligan is i think that could be you i could be a little bit of that uh you know i, I don't know i was gonna go with my cheerio <laughs> cherry that's but that's not what the english soccer hooligan would say just hit you with some type of blunt object so what do we get into today? Lead me down the path, Albert Jackson. I like when you say my government name like that. Yeah, I almost went with Lee. Be the DMV. Let's see, I almost went Albert Jackson Lee, and then I realized that's probably not a good. I don't even know. There's probably something wrong with it. So There's, yeah, uh, <laughs> let's let's pull out of this. 737 nosedive. Yeah, I, I'm just telling you what was what my how my mind goes. It was wrong. I didn't do it, but I did it to, to tell you what I shouldn't have done. Does that make sense? I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you this because so much has gone on this week, Frank. I mean, I'm. Uh, what can I say? I live an exciting life, and uh, I, I'm going to tell you the story about what happened to me Sunday, and then I want to hear uh, your worst traveling story. Okay. So, so obviously, I live in Denver. Uh, host show Daily Blast Live Monday through Friday. Watch it, watch it, watch it. And I go home to LA on the weekends and see my kiddos because I'm addicted to my children. So I go. I really just use United like a bus. I jump on usually the 4:55 on Fridays, uh, and I take uh, usually it depends on you know like a six six thirty out on Sunday. So I took the one o'clock out this Sunday. Uh, headed back to Denver. And, you know, bro, I could literally, I think, get through LAX and definitely Denver Airport with a blindfold on. I just, I do it so much. It's just memory. And I'm also on that flight all the time. So I'm on the flight, you know, kind of dozing in and out. And, you know, I woke up and I was like, we should have been there by now. Yeah. You know, just that little, like, we should have been there. But, you know, maybe I'm being impatient or maybe I was asleep for longer than I thought or something. Jeez. This broke my <laughs> microphone. That was amazing. Yeah, but I'm, I, I want to be further away like you. I'm sorry I ruined your story. Go ahead. No, I want first of all I want to keep that in and No, I that's in. That's in. That. Toledo don't fix it. <laughs> Producer Toledo don't ever fix just just make uh just smooth over. Let it be like the Beatles. Yeah. And so 
I'm like, we should have gotten there. So I log on the United app and I'm looking at the in-flight tracker, which I never do. And, you know, it says we're 10 minutes out and, you know, the, the plane is over the dot that says Denver. So I'm like, okay, cool. But then I looked and it said uh, flight delayed. And I was like, well, maybe that's for the flight that's leaving once we land. So I was like, hey, sucks for them. But hey, what can I tell you? So we're getting we're getting to Denver and then it, I update it. And then it says it goes from 10 minutes to 39 minutes. And I was like, well, that's really weird. Something's going on with this app. And then I, it says I do it, not oh, like when the flight tracker changes times by a great amount. It's really it was really weird. And I'm just like, well, this app is just go done because, I mean, we're in Denver in, in my eyes. We're there. All right. So and nobody's mentioned anything. Uh, no pilots have talked. Nothing. No, nothing. Okay. But I'm just kind of, you know, and it's funny you say that because I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, because I always look at the flight attendants to see what they're doing, seeing if they're still in their jump seats and all that kind of stuff. So it updates from 10 minutes to 39 minutes. And I'm like, well, that ain't good. And then mid-flight on the tracker, it says flight canceled, diverting to Colorado Springs. So I'm like. And the first thing you see is flight canceled. You don't see the diverted to Colorado Springs. And you're wondering. Am I in some sort of dream sequence? Exactly. Some kind of lost scenario. And I'm just like, well, how can the flight be canceled when I'm currently on the flight? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, maybe they need some different uh, way to ID that. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Some that's, different jargon. It was uh, misleading. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> misleading. Uh, so, and then I realized we're doing the bank thing where you just, you realize you're just making circles and I'm like, oh, this that's called good. banking. That's a bank. Banking. Yeah. Every time oh. they make a left, they, they don't turn left. They planes bank. I would have called it nascar -ing. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I, I don't know if that's going to catch on, but you can call it that. Uh, whatever I want. You know. <laughs> it's your world. Yeah. We're just living in it. So yeah. I realized we're banking and I realized we've been banking for a while. So we go to Colorado Springs because I overhear a flight attendant because I was in the last seat in the last row because I'm famous. Um, <laughs> I hear the flight attendant saying, uh, I can't believe we can't land and we're running out of gas. So I'm like, OK. And so we and the fact that she thinks it's gas. Yes, exactly. <laughs> not fuel. It's not exactly. jet fuel. It's, it's gas. It's uh, unleaded. Yes. So we land Colorado Springs. High like test premium. It's like it's like a it's like a twenty minute flight from Denver. So we land. Is this ethanol based? This is made from corn. Are you in the corn fuel? <laughs> I'm gonna Okay, I'm sorry. I'll let your story go. No, that's I think corn fuel's a better direction for the story. Yeah. Uh so we land in Colorado Springs and we do that thing where you land on the runway and you don't proceed to the terminal. You're just like on the runway, and I was like, This is not good. Fire at all. trucks or no? No fire trucks. No ambulance, no fire trucks. Okay. Uh, Pilot comes on and he goes, hey, guys, a little bad news. We couldn't land in Denver because of microbursts. Wait, uh, wait, 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 a second, wait a second. He doesn't say anything until after you've landed. Nothing in the meantime to let anybody know what's going on? No, nothing. Okay. Nothing. And so we land and he's like, hey, guys, a little bad news. We're in Colorado Springs. Uh, Denver airport is shut down. They're experiencing microbursts, which I guess are like huge fluctuations in like wind. Which and they don't sound like that because they're called micro. My, yeah, it's like, hey, call it something. Call it a macro burst. Yeah, something. Give it, give it the respect. It, like, it shut the airport down. Give it some respect. Right. So I'm in Colorado Springs. We're sitting on the runway, and there's not the terminal in sight. So I realize that we are like behind six or seven other 737s. So, like Puffy's song in the 90s, we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere, dog. Yeah. So we're sitting there, and I'm like, oh, this is real bad. So 
I'm immediately like, since they, they closed the airport, I'm on my plane. I'm on the Lyft app on my plane and I got a car and I was just like, I'm going to have to take this L and take a $120 Uber from Colorado Springs to Denver airport because that's where my car was. So you already were calling for the car while you're on the, you're not off the plane yet? I'm still strapped in my seat. But aren't you worried about that? You haven't said, you haven't pressed okay yet, correct? Or no, you have? Well, I, I pushed okay and I called the driver and I told him what was going on because I have I have uh, something in me called F everybody. Let's make sure Al's taken care of. Right. And I started doing the Colorado Springs uh, rental car and uh, Uber situation math. And I was like, there's no way this tiny airport has enough transportation to get everybody out of here and i'm not spending the night in colorado springs right so i wanted to get the jump on everybody so i get it i get an uber and uh the pilot goes we can't let you guys off the plane because we're behind six or seven other planes uh that are refueling so it's going to be a while and whenever they go they we're going to turn the seat belts off and you can get up and stretch your legs i was like oh we're hanging out on the plane for a while so we proceed to sit on the runway for three hours uh in colorado springs uh i think three get, hours yeah three hours brother uh we sit on the runway for three hours because you have to think all the planes that couldn't land in denver did kind of what we did where they circled as long as they could and then went to colorado springs so they all had to re be refueled that's think the of, only airport that get that's the close that, is there anything else that's semi-close i don't think so Okay. Probably Vail, but and I talked to a pilot. One of my friends is a pilot for United, and she says they don't, you know, they don't do the Aspen Comedy Festival because that's the most dangerous airport in the world. Like it's it's uh, super windy and just really dangerous. Right, uh, it's hard to get planes in and out. So this is really the only airport. So we're now think about if like you're in your car and there's six cars in front of you, they need to fill their tank. Think about how long that would take, right. and then turn those into seven thirty seven. So we're sitting for a while. We finally uh, get up to get fueled, and they're coming by like, hey, whoever wants to get off of Colorado Springs, let the flight attendant know. So I tell them I want to get off. And the pilot goes, and I saw them bringing the um, the stairs uh, around like you're the, like you're the prime minister of, of the Philippines. You know, those stairs where you just get right off onto the tarmac. Mm -hmm. um, or you're just flying into Burbank, one of those ex two. Exactly. I like that. <laughs> I like to think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm royalty, Frank. Yeah. And so the pilot comes over, uh, comes on the thing, and he goes, the Denver airport is open for 15 minutes. We're fueling up. We're going to go. So I'm like, oh, uh, okay. I don't know. It was kind of ballsy, and I liked the, his confidence, but I was like, I don't. I didn't like our window of 15 minutes or what, you right. know? So there's another the microburst. There's there's a micro space between microbursts. Exactly. I mean, are these micro a micro lull? On? A micro lull, if you, you will. It was a lull in the micros. Yeah. And so we take off 15, 20 minute flight, bumpiest flight maybe I've ever been on. Uh, but we land and I'm all the better for it. Now, here's the. So sad what happened with your your Lyft driver? Well, I just took the five dollar cancellation fee. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, that that wasn't good. Okay. Here, here's where empathetic Al talks about somebody other than himself, Frank. The guy next to me, his final destination was Colorado Springs. So this guy had he was flying through Denver and then going to catch a short flight to Colorado Springs. He then could not land in Denver, went to his final destination, which should be a yay, a yes for him. But then they wouldn't let us off the plane. So he went to his final destination, sat on the runway for three hours, then had to fly back to Denver only to find out that the flight to Colorado Springs was canceled. Uh, Doesn't that just hurt your heart? Yeah, but it also makes me glad I wasn't him. Uh, <laughs> 
there's a lot of that yeah that's that's brutal to to be there they won't let you off then they cancel your flight out which they should allow for that that's silly that they wouldn't let the person off because they brought the stairs over you said correct they brought the stairs over but i think they never the time, connected they never connected because i think by the time they they oh there was that the stairs the up and like yeah we would have lost the window so they, it was like sorry everybody else so everybody else then went back to denver just to find out that they had missed all their connections so sunday was a rough day i wanted want to ask you do you have any horrific yeah but stories? first of all that's where you fake a heart attack that's <laughs> where you fake some type of sickness that you have to get off the, you you have an anxiety attack and <gasps> you do something bit really bad hiccups maybe one of those because that's what it sounded like um <laughs> I've got quite a few. One of them people will hear in a future story when we have my wife on uh, to talk. Um, Your wife is awesome, by the way. Uh, yeah, in small doses. She's a microburst <laughs> type. Um, no, she's fantastic. Um, awesome. So, uh, yeah, I remember one that it dealt with work that because it's always... Uh, uh, it drives me crazy when I'm trying to get to work or get home for something and that's when the problems are. I try to only take direct flights to places. I don't like to connect. So I, I will pass on that a lot of people as well. Yeah, <laughs> I will pass on a lot of work that I have to connect through somewhere to get there or they got to it's got to pay more uh, to, to make me want to go. So I was trying to get home. I went and did some extra radio in Philadelphia probably for Atlantic City or something, stayed with the, the radio show, Preston and Steve, one of the best shows in the country. Stayed I know there. them. They're awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Stayed there for a morning, and then I had to get to Cleveland at night. And there were, some, there were huge storm fronts coming through. Um, and this is, you know, this is 10 years ago probably now. It's similar to, to your stories where I was waiting on the runway. We waited, waited for two hours. They actually went back, let us get off for a little bit, said we were going. We got back on, then weren't allowed to get back off. We sat on a total of that plane for, for about five hours, watched oh some other planes goodness. take off and go to the south, and then... Uh, as I know from traveling on some private planes, because I'm at that level sometimes, uh, you can lie about where you're going first. You can't really do it at a commercial flight, but private planes will sometimes say, we're going to go to Atlanta, and then they'll, because they can't get through a storm front, they'll say they're going somewhere else and then divert all the way around and say, oh, we changed where we're going. You can't do that with a commercial flight, obviously. So I sat on that thing for five, six hours and never even left that night. It was like, uh, missed the shows in Cleveland. And I'm skipping over a lot because it's fairly similar in detail to what you're talking about. Um, but then I actually decided not to take the flight the next morning because I wasn't sure if it was going to go because they didn't know about storms or whatever. And I rented a car with another guy and we took turns that I had not met uh, and we took turns driving home, which my wife told me was the stupidest thing I've ever done. I'm like, hey, me and my friend, uh, I don't remember his name, but we, we, we have a bond for life and a story. Uh, Did he know was, who you were? Uh, I do not think so. Um, but uh, who? I never know if people do or not because 
He did ask for an autograph. Um, no, it'd be, it'd be it'd be cool if he didn't know who you were, and then just all of a sudden you start going into your voices, and it's just like, who is this psycho I'm in the car with? And that's when they realized they weren't going to make it that night. No, we drive, we drove through the night. Pro- I don't know, it's seven, eight hours, maybe, maybe nine from Philadelphia Ooh. to Cleveland. Is that does that seem? That's about right. Yeah. Yeah, because there's th- three to Pittsburgh, two and a half to Pittsburgh, another four, five. Yeah, so somewhere around there. Drove overnight, got back the next morning. Um, it, it was just one of those things where I wasn't going to take the chance at not going because they were predicting storms the whole next day and they were uh, booking people on the next flights. And the, the, the earliest morning flight was already booked. So I, could, I couldn't even get on that for some reason because I was just, I didn't, ha- a lot of times I'll travel first class and then you'll get a, a, a quicker booking. But this right. was a commuter plane, so it was all coach. So I had, I couldn't pull that weight or anything on that and the miles or anything Look at either. you flying with the regular people yeah I, you know i try to get back with the commoners every on the once in a while. Say it smells like denny's in here uh <laughs> average americans <laughs> you know what you know what yes <laughs> no it's like i won't take it i'd rather take a southwest flight than take a uh, flight with a first class if, if the first class is booked and I have to walk past the first class. I don't oh, want to yeah. have to because people will actually point me out and be like, how come you're not in first? Then I have to deal with that too. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, which I, it's not so much even that. It's just my ego, I guess. But it's people as you walk past people are like, look whose career is in the tank. Right. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> hey, I guess Madden's not important anymore. Chachi. <laughs> well, just you said Cleveland. I'll tell you the the, the, the quickest Cleveland uh also semi-flight uh nightmare story that happened this past christmas i was doing a show with my buddy bill squire his his annual christmas show in my hometown of cleveland and uh obviously at the talk show so i had to fly out first thing in the morning to to make it to the gig this is this is christmas the day before christmas and uh i believe they call it christmas eve and i'm sitting at the terminal it was like a 5 45 a.m flight i got there early on time through security sitting there waiting aboard and I don't know if you've ever fallen asleep at the terminal, Frank, but I didn't mean to. I think I just thought I was thinking about something really hard. And like <laughs> I, I open my eyes and everybody is gone. The gate agents are gone. The door is shut. Everybody's gone. And I'm like, what in the mother FB? You know, so I'm running around. I go to the flight rebooking because I could still see the plane. They're like, that plane's gone. And they were like, we can put you on the nine o'clock tonight. I was like, well, that's a problem because my show's at eight. Ended up and they missing. go. You're on Daily Blast Live, aren't you? <laughs> yes, the guy from Daily Blast Live was uh, a jerk. No, I'm always super nice because I mean that's the only way they're gonna hook you up. And uh, I ended up first time ever missed the show because I fell asleep at the gate. It was uh, it was so embarrassing. But I was like, can somebody freaking wake me up? What do you think I'm doing there, hanging out in Concourse C? You douches, just <laughs> touch me on the shoulder and be like, are you on this flight? Worst case scenario, I'll say, no, I'm on the 8 o'clock and leave, you know, go back to sleep. But nobody woke me up. And I just, like, all those gate agents had to well, there before they were. They're not going to wake you up. Why would they wake you up? They don't know when your flight is. They don't know if you're just hanging out. I know, but that makes sense in the afternoon when flights are coming and going. You don't even know. This was a, in a random concourse. It was the first flight of the day. No one would be there at, this was probably 5.15 in the morning that was not on this flight. Yeah, but I, yeah, I would never wake a person up. I'd be like, <laughs> "Look at that idiot!" <laughs> nope, more seat, more room for me. 
Stretch yeah. out. What are you doing holding on to the mic? Is your mic going to fall apart? What is going on there? I don't know. I kind of like holding it like this. Is that what it is? Because it looks Mark. like you're, you're the, way, the way the joint is there, it's it's like you're holding it in a, like you're ghost holding it. I don't know. <laughs> or it's going through your hand. Are you, well, you're not it, holding it up. You're just well, doing that. You've got a lot of swagger for somebody that tried to destroy his mic 20 minutes ago. Well, yeah, I just, I'm finding, I'm, th- I'm finding mic talk with Alan Frank to be a lot of fun today. <laughs> All right, well, yo, Frank, real quick, because I want to talk to you about this, man. I'm going camping for my show on Saturday, and it's not glamping. We're going with one of the people that won Survivor. I don't know which one of the thousand seasons. But she's supposed to be a real badass, and she continuously is telling us, this is not going to be like, you know, oh, here's a blow-up mattress, and here's a Wi-Fi hotspot. Like, this is real camping. I don't want to do it. I don't know if you are a camper or want to be, a, have ever gone camping. I'm a such a city kid, bro. I don't want to do it. So, Frank, as my friend, talk me into nature because I think it's dumb. Well, here's the first thing. Why do you think I'm going to talk you into <laughs> camping? Is it, is it my skin color? Do you think all white people camp all you- the time? No, I have no interest in camping whatsoever. Nothing. <laughs> People love it. What the F? I don't want It's wanna... a terrible idea. That's the the whole reason for technology and progressing in life is to not to have to camp anymore. I have zero interest in it. I mean, we it's the only thing that we still do like we did when we didn't know anything. I mean, do you still make churn your own butter? Like you don't do anything that, that people used to have to do because it sucked back then. We have walls and AC and well, okay. Wi- I, I, I can go a little bit f- f- on the. We walk. We do walk places, Al. It's not like we do nothing. Um, so there are some simplistic versions of that. But yes, I agree. If there's if there are hotels, why stay outside? I just have no interest. There's nothing good can really come of that. And I might be outside during the day, but as soon as it gets dark. They're predators. Yeah, and now you're on. It's a home game for them. <laughs> you're going in. You're going. To, that's their uh, yeah. Lambeau Stadium. <laughs> it's like yeah. I don't want to do that. It's like I don't want to hear people tell me. Here's what you do when wolves come. No, you know what? I don't ever need to know that because I'm at the Hilton. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't want to be outside and uh, home of the twelfth creature. That's not. <laughs> I don't want that. I. I don't want to have to worry about what the sounds are. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't get camping. I have friends that get camping. They love to camp, and I, they've asked me to camp. And I said, absolutely not. I have zero interest in this. I want my life to be simpler. My whole idea, the only reason maybe is because you could get a comedy bit out of it. That's If you could get a chunk of comedy yeah. Uh, from that, which you probably will, because everything's going to go wrong, and everything that you assume to that will just happen in life is not going to be out there. Uh, yeah, and I agree with you. I don't want to hear. Here's what you do if a bear comes. No, I, <laughs> you stay in a hotel. That's what you do if a bear comes. You you lock the door and you be on a higher floor where, where they can only access via the elevator or a lot of stairs and doors. You tell me there are no bears on the twenty seventh floor of the JW Marriott. No, no. They, they, there's a lion emblem, I think. Maybe but some gay men up there. Yeah, well, I mean the the the, the 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 bad kind of bears, not the okay bears, not the fun bears, not the good. Not, all right.
All right. Good. All right thanks, I'm, thanks, I'm thanks, sorry. Thanks for, thanks for talking me into it, Frank. I wanted to help you. I, I, I could lie, but I can't. I, I just have to be honest with you on this stuff. I, I, yeah, I saw I, that when you sent that to me, and I'm like, I'm just going to wait and see where he wants me to go with this. <laughs> and I'm just, no way. Because I can't talk. I couldn't talk somebody into camping. Just like I, can't, I couldn't talk somebody into zookeeping or <laughs> lion training. I, 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 no way. I, I just have zero interest in that. You know who could talk you into anything is a hot girl. Guys, will, like a hot girl, when she starts, she's like, no, it's great. You're out under the stars. You're like, oh, the stars. I could see that. But when it's a dude, you're like, it's going to suck. You're like, it's right. You're right, bro. All right. Yeah, because you could use the romanticism to, to get somewhere, I guess. But I I don't know. Even there, I'm like, you're a camper? Mm, I'm going to find a... I'm going to find the closest looking lady I can to you and stay inside. There, <laughs> there we go. You you got caves. We got man caves. I ain't going yeah. nowhere. All right, Frank, this uh, this is just a random question. Uh, it, well, I, I'll tell you what it was inspired by. I, I watched. I looked at some of the pictures from the Met Gala last night because we have to for our show. Uh, I'm sure you're very into the Met Gala. I don't even know what it is. I've seen, I've heard about it, and it's a big thing to be invited to. What, what it's at the Met, obviously. Yes, that's the Metropolitan Opera. Is that what that yes. is? Yes, yes. All the star. I guess it's like supposed to be like over the top. I guess like everybody goes with their design. So your date is your designer. So like if somebody, whoever dressed you, is your date. What a horrific! Talk about the opposite of camping. I mean, yeah. you're 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 going with the person who dressed you. Yes. Okay. All right. That, uh, that's the thing, and uh, I, and it's by invite only. You have to be invited by Anna Wintour. I guess she's the chick that Devil Wears Prada was modeled after. And yeah. uh, I saw this picture of Nick Jonas, and he's like in a white suit, and he had a a white cloth over his forearm, and it reminded me of my days as a waiter because that's how I used to have to approach the table. And this random question popped in my head: What is Frank's favorite chain restaurant, and what do you get there? You got there from the Met? <laughs> no, because I looked at Nick Jonas and he looked like a waiter at the Cheesecake Factory. First of all, and I want to think about uh, maybe this is a future show, but I want to think about worst date scenarios. Like your designer is here's the person who sold me my car. That <laughs> and you're going to the, we're going to the auto show together as a date. It's me and Ralph. It's it's the guy that thinks he can be a comedian if he just makes you laugh. That guy's your date all night. Hmm. All right, so my favorite chain restaurant. This can be high-end chain uh, because there are some, or like major chain, like a Chili's or something like that. Let's. Uh, what's your favorite one? No, there are no uh, rules. This, this isn't Nam. If I, if I were going to go with, I would go with like a steakhouse, like Mastros, one of those types of places. But that's not a huge chain that I'm not sure everybody would right. be. Yeah, let's do let's do chain with. restaurants. I didn't know you were going to go super bougie with me. Yeah, you know, well, that's Frank. what I do. I'm going the opposite. I've got to have some yin to the yang for the <laughs> camping crap you put me through. <laughs> Where you, you had me at a coach flight to a campsite today. That's oh, so. I am going to go Buca de Beppo. I, I like Buca. Um, I just salivated a little bit because of that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Do you have one? Well, I think a little bit more. Yeah, I. You know what? And it, and it kind of happened to me uh, when I. Yeah, I sound like I'm recalling something horrific from my childhood. But when I was a middle school teacher in Miami, uh, there was a Chili's that was really close. I could make it there and back uh, during my lunch break. And so I just I loved freaking Chili's. I like their fries. I like their burgers. I like that that combo platter where you get 
the Buffalo Nuggets, the Southwest Egg Rolls, and uh, God, what else do you get? You get like two other things. And like, I'm just a big fan of Chili's. And I know you're not a drinker, Frank, but back in my uh, back in my big time drinking days, it was two for one all day, every day at Chili's. So if you ordered a beer, they just gave you two. And they had that frosty mug that they pull out of the freezer. So uh, yeah, Chili, it is reasonably priced. Uh, I'm all. I'm, I'm when I was younger, over here. when I was younger, Chili's was a huge one. I'd get the chicken fried steak all day, mashed potatoes, and the um, the corn of the cob. And uh, when I say all day, I would probably go two or three times a day. Uh, As you should. There are issues with that. If you ever want to lose any sort of weight or maintain a weight, you probably shouldn't be eating the chicken fried steak um, with the mashed potatoes. And I think when you order pie. that, the the waiter should go, are you sure? Yeah. And, the, like, <laughs> and then I would have molten chocolate cake afterward. I think that was there, too. Were you going there constantly after breakups? What you, uh, you no, it was like I would, I would go there when I was doing a lot of college shows. I yeah. would go. I would always go there, too. That It was just we, we weren't a ritzy family either. So Chili's was like a big time going out for our family. Yeah, when I was a kid uh, a little bit different than uh, my kids. Their world is totally different than that. But they they do like um, Buka and, and that type of thing. But I. Yeah, I, I would I would go. Chili's is a is a big winner and has been always my entire life uh, as far as a chain. And I'm trying to think of, give me some names of chains. Uh, so we got Chili's, Fridays, Denny's, IHOP. Uh, what are all the? Ch- La so- Peep for breakfast. La Peep. I don't know if that's is that a chain. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're in they're in plenty of places. Yeah. Uh, you got La Peep. You have. Uh, Applebee's. Don't forget about Applebee's. Represent solid. I, I like Chili's better than that. Though, you got Outback. Though. There's always an Outback. Yeah, those are all right. Cracker Barrel. Bob. Ooh, Evans. Cracker Barrel's big. I really like Cracker Barrel. Yeah, yeah that's another delicious. One. I, I'll go. I'll go. Away. Cracker Barrel's up there, probably above Chili's for me. If I had to choose between the two, I would probably go Cracker Barrel just to go hang out in the store and rock on a rocking chair. Yeah, that 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 store, I just love it, and also just the Cracker Barrel. And I'd say I have a bit about this, but I just like the way that that the waiter treats you. It it really is enough to if it's between Cracker Barrel and another place. Uh, also, don't forget Red Lobster. Now you're not black, so you can't go there. But Red <laughs> Lobster is there. Pizza. My wife's from know. Cleveland, and she loves it. So yes, that's a that's a Midwestern. But that's that's your wife is, and she's uh, that's her inner black woman coming ooh, out. Oh, I got another one. Uh, it is a Brazilian steakhouse, Tejas de Brazil. I've seen those. Okay, uh, wonderful. Not just the meat, but the salad bar is massive. Um, that's another great one. They have one in Columbus by the funny bone. I'll stop there. Uh, again, salivating. I, I really like that. That would be up there too. By the way, I just want to tell all our listeners that you think that you're the same age and Hey, you're not getting older. You literally just mentioned a massive salad bar and into the mic. I went, Ooh, like <laughs> that's a man that's 41 years old. You mentioned a salad bar and I was like, where, how do we make this happen right now? Yeah, they, it's all fresh looking and really yeah. bright colors, and you're like, "This is, this is better than the meat," and that's exactly what they want you to think. Now, when you know you lived in L.A., did you ever go to Soup Plantation? No, nah, I'm not a big soup person. Yeah, I just didn't like the name. It's they thought like, I was going to say the plantation. I, part honestly, it. it's just like it. It's a thing, man. It's a thing. Like when I've looked at Airbnbs, like in the South, and it's like, come stay at the you know the Carrollton Plantation. I'm like, nah, dog. 
No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too soon. I told you about that place that I stayed at, right? I told yes. you about the one. And I, yeah, I think there are people that market that as a positive. I think there are people that play to a certain demographic that's like, <laughs> hey, come and remember the old days. The good old days. They, they're just four blank dashes. The, they, we didn't say good old days, but it's implied. Yeah. I, I, yeah. No, I don't. I feel creepy about any of that. I, I mean, I didn't even understand the. Uh, I still think statues and stuff are part of history and everything, and maybe there's a way to have a uh, and less of a monument and more of a mem you know memorial little thing about a southern general or something. But that was one of those things that made me understand uh, being at that plantation place and staying there overnight. Like uh, I understand why people don't want to have some of these statues because it it creeps you out a little bit to think, hey, we're not celebrating the some of these elements we're remembering people and they thought they were doing what was right might have been but wow yeah it just kind of feels like creepy on the inside on some yeah, of that stuff it's a little bit of a rough one for me and um, other people may not feel that way i, I but um <laughs> okay all right uh i wanted to kind of get into this a little bit uh we we blabbed about everything which i love this episode but uh i saw that the amazon go store uh, and those are those Amazon stores that don't have any employees. This is a kind of a twofold question. One, they started to accept cash, which I thought was like very counterintuitive. Like they take cash now. Uh, I just wonder, do, where do they, they have the, hold on. Where do they have the Amazon? I haven't seen an Amazon go store. Anyway. There's one in New York. They're in major cities. There's one in New York, one in DC, one in Boston. I think they're like in that area. And they have the stuff there or what? It's a giant. It, it's like a, like a gigantic, uh, it seems like CVS meets um, Trader Joe's. Okay. So there's nobody working there? What? Nobody. All right. All so right. my question is twofold. One, do you use cash at all? And if so, how much cash do you have on you right now? And two, do you think that it's weird that we're not preparing for the coming technological boom in which we are not going to be needed you don't need employees they're already automating cars you can do everything through your phone you can order things like you order things and you never see people if i i ordered this black curtain behind me i never saw the guy that dropped it off he never saw me but he dropped it off i mean that's not automated yet uh, yeah uh, so you have a multi it. you have a multi-faceted multi-layered question there yeah. right First so and second thing is what is we gonna do when we realize that we because we we created computers to eliminate redundancy and then i think we realized that we're the redundant ones we're the ones that have to go to the bathroom we get the flu we get pregnant uh you know we get sleepy uh we get lazy computers never do yeah but all the stuff breaks down so you have to be able that's where the jobs are is to fix all that stuff and program that stuff yeah that's so, one guy that's eh, not one you need it's not going to be as all many right, as in terms of the the, you do need service and hospitality. There is an element of that and creativity. So, yeah, the, the art side of stuff seems to be uh, more useful in that world, although the AI may be, able, may be able to create that itself. There's nothing you could do. You can't prep yourself for it. What are you going to do other than learn tech? You need to learn the tech and be at the forefront of tech, and everybody's going to be there. So at some point... You're just going to have to be ahead of the curve or you'll fall way behind. I, I don't know. There's there's nothing really you can do. Do you have any answers for that? 
I I wonder if this is going to directly affect population. Obviously, people used to have a ton of kids because they had farms and you had to, you, you know, you needed kids. And quite honestly, without being morbid, a lot of your kids freaking died, you know, back <laughs> in like the 1900s. Man, like polio and, the, you know, a really bad flu, that's going to take out a little junior. So that's right. why you had eight or nine kids. And I wonder if whether people realize it or not, without being told, we're not pulling to China here, uh, but without being told, I wonder if people are just going to be like, uh, I don't think we need three kids. Well, my wife, who's who's all, who always wants another child, I said, there's enough going on in the world. There's enough problems, and we don't know, no matter where your political world is, it's, it's a scary place out there, and there's so many people that, you know, that's the only regret I have with kids. I wouldn't trade them in for, I'd trade them in for like a, a really nice boat, but... Yeah, I wouldn't. No, I I'm really nice. Like with I wouldn't the trade that. Helipad. I wouldn't trade that part of my life for anything, except that it does scare me that uh, I wouldn't have the same conscious. We we had our guest John Holmberg on, and he's the more evil, edgier version of me. We think a lot of the same way, and kids soften me completely. And some, you know, corporate work and money coming from that <laughs> world. To, to but there's that. There, that's just reality. But in terms of people, I see people who don't have kids as not caring about that stuff as much. They don't worry about it as much. Um, but I do look at what's this world going to be like for those kids. And I'm not talking any specific president. I'm not talking any specific Congress because I think the pendulum does swing and it swings far one way, which brings it back the other way. And it rarely is it in the middle. Uh, there's a short passing time where it is in the middle. But I think... Welcome yeah. to Pendulum Talk with Frank Caliendo. Yeah, you know, we go from mics <laughs> to pendulums, and if one, at the end it's going to be just a microphone on a pendulum swinging back and forth between you and me, uh, and you'll stop it with your giant hand stopper that's on the microphone. <laughs> By the way, because of the depth perception, it looks like you have a Wreck-It Ralph hand of some sort. <laughs> I want to intimidate the viewers. Yeah, so I, yeah, I don't think you can prepare for it other than tell your kids learn about technology because not everybody's going to do it. Uh, that you, and somebody's going to be needed to run the machines. That's that's basically it. Was, or everything gets wiped out and be a survivalist. That's the other way. You can live. Remember, you can live as a minimalist. It's possible to go into a state that's sparsely populated and just live off the land. You just don't have any of the stuff. And that's how people used to do it. You could do that if that's what you... We just, we're talked into believing we need all this technology and it's all wanted. It's not needed. We don't need anything. As long as you have uh, shelter, food, which you could grow yourself in the right climate, you can survive. It's just tougher and not a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, and I think that that's already starting to happen. They're saying that a lot of uh, millennials are minimalists. And I think that, uh, you and they, I, I'd like to see those millennials that think they're minimalists because I'll bet you they have the phone. They're doing stuff. Yeah, I'm a minimal minimalist. Where are you going? I just got I got an Uber over here. Well, that's not a minimalist. Well, I don't I have think, my I don't have my own car. That means no. A minimalist means you have nothing. Well, it means that you don't have them. This is what I uh, this is what I look at. This is what I think of when I when I say minimalist. I think about uh, like I'm sure your your grandparents' house, especially and definitely mine. People had just a bunch of stuff. Like, there would just be a room with just random stuff in there. Like, uh, you know, uh, old dumbbells, a stack of magazines, uh, some some sculptures. Like, just ran like I don't have as much stuff in my house as my grandmother 
had in her house. Like not even close. Like they just, they just had rooms they didn't go into uh, and they had stuff they didn't use. I don't know, uh, you know, and obviously I didn't explore your house uh, as far as you know, but I don't know how much stuff do you have in your house that you're like, oh, we never go in there. That's T- a, tons of stuff because you didn't even see that one back lot that we have where it's just like a storage. It's a house that's just storage because my wife is a hoarder. They're literally thousands of there's unopened christmas presents from 2012 there's so much stuff back there that she actually goes shopping for uh people that she knows sometimes she saves everything so my whole life is like grandma's house there's a candy jar with hard candy where there's uh, brocks okay Uh, no but really i i get what you're saying um but yeah there it's a different, it's a different, she's just a hoarder. So it takes me out of that a little bit. All right. Now, finally, uh, and I, I'm sorry. I had, it was nice talking to you, Frank, but I got to ask the president something. Okay. Uh, uh, Mr. Trump. I'm a minimalist. <laughs> I'm going to minimize you. No. I'm going to get a shrink ray. No. Which, <laughs> which I heard was a guy you grew up with, shrink ray. <laughs> Mr. President, we're joking, but let's be honest, man. You sent out <laughs> you sent out another tweet. With I a, love to tweet. By the way, Al, I love tweeting. I love that to talk directly to the people, and that's exactly what we're doing here, talking directly to the people through you. Yes, but when you talk T-H-R-U-U. directly to the <laughs> when you talk directly to the people, Mr. President, you've misspelled a lot of stuff in your like last what tweet. name something that you, I've missed. I don't misspell anything. Al, Mr. A-L, President, capital Mr. A-L. Mr. President, you yes, misspelled ca- stolen. Mr. Jackson. And stolen. Stolen. Yes, like swollen. <laughs> Which is like your ego right now. Swollen, Al Jackson. <laughs> you swollen. E- uh, and me, I myself, I, I get all swolled up sometimes. <laughs> so you're telling me there are two L's in stolen, Mr. President. Well, there were, and then one was taken from it, and thus the word stolen. <laughs> How simple is that, Al? I take back what I said. It's it's easy. Are there other words that I've misspelled? Well, obviously, there was the famous convivi, Con- which I don't know if you want to talk convivi- about that. I love convivi. It's fantastic. Without convivi, there is nothing. It's that simple. <laughs> All right, it's well, like okay. the everlasting nothing in the never-ending story. <laughs> the nothing when the nothing is coming betray you and then that giant dog that white doggy thing that dog scared the hell out of me dog dragon all right dragon now, I, dog i want to i'm going leave. to talk every time you do i don't want to attack I, you mr president because I, I mean i'm at fault too i have words that i cannot spell uh i cannot spell definitely i cannot and i cannot spell restaurant wait I a second I, I, so i gotta come back here so why can you not spell restaurant I I don't know if my spell brain... it. Try it right now. You're gonna learn it. Rest. R e s t. R e s p e c t. No. R. Wait. So start again. I was interrupting you. R e s. R e s t. U r. No. A u. Rest all. Rest all. Rant. R e s t a u r a n t. Rest or rant. You're right. You can't do that one. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, and, I'm, I'm just with you on it. And definitely, I can't spell it. Definitely. Yeah, I can't. The E F I N A T. There's a random I and E in there. 
that I just I don't know. I don't like it. No, it's D E F I N. Finite is in the middle of it. So D finite Lee. Oh, I can okay. I can spell. Finite. Then you'll know it. Now we'll use mnemonic devices to which I can't spell as mnemonic devices. Definite, not definite. more the more I thought about that. Definite, definite, definite. That was a weird spelling that I did first. But restaurant, S T R E S T A U R A N T. That doesn't seem that's it's weird. I I always screw up its and its with the apostrophe. Yeah. The contraction is its with the apostrophe and without it, its ownership. It's it's mine. Is no that is that is it is and you use the apostrophe the contraction. Its own thing would have no apostrophe when it shows ownership. Do you, do you are you a good speller? I'm decent. Um, I'm not going to win any spelling bees, but I I'm overall fairly decent. Although I find myself spelling things really oddly sometimes, like it just goes away. I don't know what what the reasoning is, but I, I'm trying to think of what there was a really simple word like awake or something that I misspelled like a few years ago. And I'm like, man, I just, I'm old and it's over. It's, um, it's all starting to fall apart. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, overall fairly good speller. And when I compare to my wife who can't spell or do fractions, uh, oh, fractions, anytime you start multiplying or dividing them, I'm out. Oh, divide, you just flip it, flip it and use the reciprocal. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh no. Cool it now. <laughs> Well, Did I get that gonna, right? Did I get this that is right? random. They're going to be uh, uh, Bobby Brown and uh, a New Edition are going to be here in Denver. And we'll talk next pod about this. I'm thinking about going, but I think it might be sad. You what, know, about, when you, what about ABC? Remember when they they found ABC? Yeah, another they had bad Aisha? creation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A Aisha. <laughs> Aisha is probably 38 years old now. That's where I saw the cutie at, at the playground. <laughs> They don't have kids groups anymore. What's up with that? I'm sure they do. I think we just don't pay attention to them. It'd be creepy if we did. Yeah. that's We're not supposed to know where Hanson 2 is. <laughs> They're out there, and we're going to find them. And when we get them, we're going to kill them. Wait, yeah. what? Remember that creepy guy when they were Build the Be Build the Boy Band or whatever it was? And they had that guy who just looked like he shouldn't have been around children. Yes. Developing. And I think something went kooky with him, too. He had with some weirdness. I'm, I'm very mistrustful of adults that constantly put themselves where they're around children i'm uncomfortable around teenagers and stuff i would i wouldn't i'm just I, I just am and i know it sounds weird for somebody that taught middle school but like i don't i don't it's just it's just a weird dynamic and they're just they're I so you, much different than us i told you the thing where i had my son running my instagram right my son no. was running my instagram for a while and I, he asked me if he could follow his friends i said sure not thinking he was going to follow female friends because he's a freshman in high school and they're sending out bikini pics and something like we gotta get rid of this bud no way I, I, yeah i'm, I'm sorry well, but yeah that was creepy and as soon as i realized i was like you gotta change he's like why i'm like because i don't want to go to jail that's why so, i'll tell you when i was a middle school teacher one time i was sitting at my desk and you know i was very close to my students and uh it was like like the summer was just hitting, you know, we're kind of half-assing it through the last couple of weeks. And these girls <laughs> ran up and was like, it was like Monday and they came up, they were like, Mr. Jackson, we all went to the beach this weekend and they threw down like some photos of them in bikinis. Yeah. And I backed away from that. Like it was a, they had thrown a dead rat on my desk. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was just or like, the I plague. Can't look at, or yeah. like a, like a, a Petri dish with the plague in it. 
Yeah, I'm like, what yeah, am I there's nothing do? good Great, can happen. Nice bod. Well, I was like, get this out of my face. I don't want to see that. By the way, I don't know what it is. There's an angle of you today that when you're behind the mic, you're very Courtney B. Vance-ish. Yeah. <laughs> there's Playing something with those glasses, the, the, the frames you're wearing today. I don't know what it is, but there's uh, it's it's a certain part of your face is covered, and there's something in the eyes. It's kind of cool. And I, Frank, I, want... I think you're hitting on me, and I think that's a yeah. good note to go out on. That's why, on my nickname's, on too note. that's why my name is uh, Angela Bassett. <laughs> Did you just think of the first black woman you could? No, wasn't she married to him? Oh yeah, she was. All right, good call. Oh, not anymore. I think she is, still is. Yeah, see, I saw. I met them in Montreal years and years ago. I know you got to go. You got to get back to work. So, uh, at uh, Alan Frank, uh, AlanFrank.com, subscribe, subscribe to us or subscribe or to us, yeah. subside, subside to us. Uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, let everybody know about it, and you can. Uh, Directly email either one of us at frank at alanfrank.com or frank at alanfrank.com, Al Jackson IG uh, on Instagram for you and at Frank Caliendo on Twitter and Instagram for me and Daddy Loves You. I love you back. We we succeeded and failed both at the same time. Seriousness. We tried. Uh, We'll do better. Rack me him out.